Welcome to the Rambling, Ranting, and Writings podcast, in which I chronicle my personal journey through various life events, most notably pharmacy school, residency, my career, and various upcoming milestones in my life. This content originally started as a personal blog of mine on Tumblr, and since I'm interested in dabbling in podcasts in the future, and I guess technically I am now, I figured I'd share some of my personal thoughts with all of you in hopes that it'll help to inspire or motivate some of you in your own personal journeys. Today's episode is titled Oncology Rotation Experiences. It was originally posted on April 4th, 2012, and I was currently in my third year in pharmacy school. With that said, let's go ahead and get started. It has been a week and a half now since I have been on my hematology oncology rotation. It's pretty difficult learning all the different treatments and supportive care that these patients require. However, the most challenging part of the rotation is how difficult it is to deal with situations in which treatment tips in the favor of death and suffering rather than a cure. I remember the first patient I saw on my first day, a very young man between 40 and 60. His cancer had metastasized all over his body and he was being transferred to hospice care that day. Two days later, the nurse told me that he went to heaven. It was the first time I experienced a patient dying, even though he was not in the hospital anymore. Two days later, a young gentleman around the age of 35 to 55 came in for hospice care on our floor. We went to check on his pain, but it was no use since he was completely knocked out on Ativan and was put into a deep sleep since he became psychotic due to a head cancer that messed up his brain. His breathing was harsh and he was suffering. The next day I came in, his name disappeared from my charts since he passed away at 7 a.m. So far, it wasn't too bad. Death came quick, it seemed, and both patients were hospice, and I never really interacted much with them. Start this past week, everything changed. This past Monday, I met a very sweet lady in her 60s that had metastatic ovarian cancer. My only goal was to find out some information about allergies. As I walked into the room, I noticed the husband pacing back and forth and he looked up at me. I greeted them both and saw a lady that had all sorts of tubes going through her. She looked very frail and seemed to be suffering a lot. After a brief interaction, I went back to my business. It was kind of depressing when I read through her history and saw that she was on fourth-line chemo and had been unsuccessful in many previous surgeries. In the notes, it stated they are both adamant about trying everything they can and that they wanted to, quote, die trying. I ended up visiting them a few more times the past few days and have been privileged to meet such a wonderful couple. She had her fourth chemo this morning and hopefully everything works out, although the prognosis is pretty definitive. On Tuesday, I had the chance to meet another pleasant lady who in her 60s or 70s came in due to a relapse in her AML. I read up on her history and it seemed as though we are going to proceed with best supportive care for her since nothing seems to be working. She is both neutropenic and devoid of 
platelets in addition to being refractory to the drugs that would increase her platelet counts. I went into the room to evaluate her pain when the physician walked in. I hung around during the conversation the doctor had with both the patient and her husband. It went something like this. Doctor, I want to remove your port since it could be the source of your infection. Patient, I don't want it removed because it hurts to get stuck multiple times. Doctor, if we don't remove it, the infection will most likely kill you, not the cancer. Patient, I'm going to die anyways. The conversation went on and discussions revolved around the port removal and the consequences. She had no platelets and is refractory to the drugs that would increase her platelet counts. If she removes the port, she will most likely die during surgery. If she does not, she will die from the infection due to having no white blood cells. The patient stated multiple times that she would die anyways. I visited them a few times since then and she was a very nice lady and last night she spent a good amount of time crying. Unfortunately, it's quite painful to even cry since she had a necrotizing issue on her nose a few months ago and it really hurt to cry. I've seen many patients throughout the time I've been here, but these are some of the ones that I have made a connection with. I've seen huge families come by and visit patients, a husband fighting with his wife and uttering, quote, I can't do a damn thing. And one patient crying the past few nights because he just found out he was terminal and has been terminal for the past few months, but no one told him. For me, it redefines the word, quote, cancer survivor. I look up to these patients for tolerating and toughing out these treatments. Now I can finally understand a glimpse of what my grandma, a cancer survivor, went through in the early 2000s. And to me, she is my hero. That's it for this week's episode of the Rambling, Rantings, and Writings podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. If you've enjoyed this content, please do let me know. I'm always interested in feedback from my audience on ways to improve, and it's certainly nice to hear from you all in general, be it good or bad. Again, I hope you all enjoyed, and I'll see you all on the next episode.